genre. Welcome back to Rocky Minute, a daily podcast which we cover the movie Rocky one minute at a time. I'm Doug Greenberg. And I'm Jason Haynes. Joining us again for this midweek excursion, Philadelphia's own Mike Kunda. Mike, welcome. Yo, how's everybody in the clubhouse today? <laughs> We're doing wonderful. Awesome. Thanks for, thanks for joining us this week, man. It's been a blast. Uh, I'm telling you, I had a rough day yesterday. I missed you guys. I'm here today. I, I'm excited to go. And we hope all our listeners miss us when we're not around. Today, we're on Knocking Out Minute 33, which begins with Gazzle's driver finishing his insensitive comment, and it ends with Apollo Creed thumbing through a book of boxer names. All right, so Gazzle's driver finishes up from yesterday by saying he hears retards like the zoo. Terrible. What's he basing that on? I don't know. Well, he he must know. He must know who Paulie's sister is, right? Uh, he probably knows her. He's probably taking that... Um, painfully shyness at the shy attitude that she has and uh, as many um, hard-headed men uh, uneducated and unromantic men will say you know she's retarded but Rocky of course stands up for her honor he sure does he asked Gazzle does this bum have to say that the bum again with the bum bum is the the favorite insult flying around this time so uh, but he says who you calling a bum Rocky says, I'm calling you a bum. I'm calling you a bum. (laughs) (laughs) And Gazzo has to separate them. Says that Buddy's in a bad mood. It's his prostate. Thank you for that info, (laughs) Gazzo. Rocky says he's always in a bad mood. And, you know, he gives Buddy a little little life lesson. Tells him that he should count his blessings. That he's still a healthy person. (laughs) I don't like your face. Here we go with the... the Awful comebacks again. I don't like yours either. Rocky is the comeback king. Uh, kiss my ass from Buddy. Gaz, uh, Rocky reaches in the car, grab him. Gazzle separates him. During this this scene, I felt like I do when I'm separating my kids from yes. fighting. This is this is a classic argument between two children. I don't like your face. I don't like yours neither. <laughs> I am Gazzo in this scene. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Gazzo is all parents in this this scene. Right but here. how in the world do you go about knocking someone's shoulders off? <laughs> is that what he says? This is what Rocky says. Come on, look, I'll knock your shoulders off. How do you knock a person's shoulders off? Like it, that's tantamount to saying, "I'll punch you in the earlobe" or "I'll punch you in the elbow." It, it like I'll knock your shoulders off. I, like I, I heard him say, "Get out of the car," but you know, kind of. They, they talk over each other, so I couldn't hear what... <laughs> I'll knock your shoulders I'll off. I'll knock your shoulders off. That's fantastic. Crazy. But like you guys said, king of the comebacks. Nobody else yeah, is going to yeah. think could say, I'm going to knock your shoulders off. Right. And, and and like Jay said, it's like a couple of children fighting. Exactly. You know the uh, original idea for this scene? Um, Is this where Buddy and Rock were supposed to have the uh, fight in the back seat? That's that's correct. Rocky gets in the back of the car and Gazzo drives. Yeah. And and, and uh, Gazzo tells him, you know, to, to get this over once and for all. So Rocky and Buddy have it out in the back seat of the car. That's <laughs> very driving around. That's very true. And two reasons why they changed it. Do you know what they are? I do not. What? Just to, I heard it was just to tone it down because it's too. Well, 
Okay, so here, Unnecessary? here's how it was explained to me. So um, the scene was too awkward. It didn't, there wasn't a flow. It was just awkward. It didn't look like a fight. It was just weird. The other thing is they substituted a scene to show uh, later in the movie. They, uh, they had showed um, Rocky beat, punching the, the, forget about it. I'm getting too far ahead of myself. I don't want to ruin the minutes. I forget I'm doing a minute podcast. I apologize. Uh, I think it's safe to say that everybody that's listening to this has seen the movie. Hey, look, apparently your buddy, (laughs) apparently one of your buddies hates this movie. So apparently he wasn't paying too much attention. So I don't want to ruin that moment for him. All right. For him, this is for you, Jay Oxner. Jay, hang hang on a second. Jay Mm -hmm. Oxner. You got an address on this guy? (laughs) <laughs> do I ever <laughs> so uh, uh, Gazzo leans out the window for a sidebar with Rocky and he tells him how it is buddy doesn't like you mm. some guys just hate for no reason True. ain't that the truth oh. Jay Oxner <laughs> man I'm dreaming about this guy tonight I don't even know what it looks like <laughs> we'll email you a picture yeah thank you I, I appreciate this you know Gazzo gives Rocky 50 bucks and tells him to have a nice time with his girl, Adrian. 50 bucks. I mean, I, I know 50 bucks went a lot farther back in 75, but where can you take a girl now for 50 bucks? A uh, supermarket. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Right. Get some ingredients and cook at home. Exactly. You're going to the Walmart, like, superstore. You're getting olive oil and spaghetti and boiling it. That's about it. The great value brand, the Walmart's own brand. Oh, too. my God. It's It's amazing. Rocky asks, how do you know her name? Here he goes again. You don't think I hear things. And he laughs because Gazzo's just omnipresent. Very true. Yeah, right. A lot of canaries at the docks. A lot of tattletales at the docks, apparently. <laughs> Very true. A little bunch of gossip queens working down there. So before, <laughs> so before they drive off, buddy, got to get one last dig in. <laughs> Remember what I told you. And Rocky says, what did you tell me? Like, like you already forgot. <laughs> Slow rock, you already <laughs> forgot. <laughs> Take her to the zoo. <laughs> I almost expected Rocky to say, I'll take you to the zoo. <laughs> that was a, a perfect comeback. Yeah, that's right along Rocky's lines of comeback. Well, the, but he the says, zoo does play a part later at some point. Uh, it does. It does. Rocky took Buddy's advice. At some point, Rocky was thinking about it. And that segue to Eye of the Tiger for Rocky Three. Yeah, is it ever. So Rocky just stands there and kind of watches the car drive off. We cut back. Do you have anything else for... Uh, Tusculum Street? Tusculum. Tusculum. Did I get that right? <laughs> I, I, Any last I, thoughts? The only last thought, are we leaving Tusculum? We're leaving Tusculum. Um, this, we, we, one of the other things we talk about about this movie is that it's, it's a movie about relationships. Rocky has all these different relationships with all these different people in his life. And here we saw like two of them. Like he's even got a relationship with Gazzo's driver. Like they're, they're almost like a, like a brotherly kind of thing, like fighting with each other constantly. They clearly don't get along. And Gazzo... You know, is always caught in the middle, like you said before, like the parent. But it, and you can also tell, um, we talked before about Gazo has like a special relationship with Rocky. And I had said that I had read that in the original script, uh, Gazo was supposed to be Rocky's older brother. But you can see, like, it, it's almost like a, I don't know, it's like a father figure, but like an uncle maybe or something. You know, taking care of him, gives him the extra money. And and I have a feeling that's where you know we have discussed this in the past, where the drivers, the bodyguards, uh. A little bit jealous of that. I think he feels like, you know, I'm the one driving you around. I'm the one who's all the time. We should have 
you should be giving me money to take my girlfriend to the zoo, not not Rocky. And there's a little bit of a jealousy here between the two of them. But you can really see that, that Gazo and Rocky have a special kind of thing going on here. You really can. And, you know, in the movies, we, we after a while, everyone sort of fades away. But we we don't really hear in the movies as the as the Roman numerals progress. We don't really hear what happens to Gazo and Buddy. But. If you guys and if any of the Rocky fans out there are listening, go to eBay and keep your eyes peeled for the novelizations of Rocky IV. I believe in Rocky IV, uh, they do a, a novelization, a short book. I think it's only about 90 pages. Uh, it's like a little paperback. They used to sell books when about the movie when it came out, and there would be more facts and figures what would happen in between certain scenes. And in Rocky IV, the book, we clearly learn Gazzo and Buddy's fate. Oh, really? Oh, it's phenomenal. Wow, I'm going to have to pick that up. Absolutely. I want to get it now. I'm dying to find out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a few weeks ago, our, our guest, Sully, uh, he, he had mentioned that like there's not a whole lot of characters in this movie, but every character makes you feel something like Gloria from the pet shop. You, yeah. She's just she's just a nasty woman who Steve blocker. Yeah, <laughs> who huh. ruined a, a perfectly cute meeting between Rocky and Adrian. This guy, buddy, you hate him. Because he's just an asshole. You got yeah. um, Bob from the dock who you sympathize, you empathize with. You know, like all these people, all these small characters, they're minutes in, out of the movie, but you feel something about them. Well, this is the genius. This was a whole bunch of starving actors, with the exception of Burgess Meredith and Burt Young. Everybody, they were they were essentially just ready they wanted to contribute they wanted to be part of a uh, ensemble piece and that's what it was and no one and i mean nobody was more hungry than sylvester stallone he was so pliable work and so workable uh but he had this incredible idea and uh you know it was brought to life with uh john avelson and garrett brown and uh and the rest of the cast and crew it was an amazing there aren't many movies like rocky out there they're just they're just I don't think anybody can argue with that. Well, it's probably one one guy. There's one one guy we know. (laughs) All right. So we leave Tusculum Street for now, and we cut to Juergen's office. It's nighttime, so they've been at this for a while. Uh, You know the classic indication that they've been at this for a while? She asked him if he wants some coffee. (laughs) And his sleeves are rolled up. And the sleeves are rolled up. And there's books strewn about everywhere. And everybody looks exhausted. (laughs) But there's this guy here with the beard with the maroon red maroon tie on. Yeah, I think that's um, his lawyer. I think it's the lawyer too. He hasn't said a word really in a while. No, he's is, is he the one that was in the is he the one that spoke up before about the endorsements or Yeah. Yeah. There was another guy in the room. Yeah. The guy with the Yeah, he talks he sa- he says that and then we then we don't hear anything from him until Rocky too. There there's another guy in the room who hasn't said anything the whole time. I don't know who that is. The guy, guy who is. was wearing the sunglasses. Yeah, he's still still wearing the sunglasses. It's nighttime, you're indoors. Jesus, take the glasses off. <laughs> Here comes Shirley offering a cup of coffee. Yeah. She looks like a Shirley or an Agnes. Yeah. Edith. Or a Betty. <laughs> a Helga or something. Yeah, Helga. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So Apollo begins a thought that we get to complete today, but, you know, we'll deal with it tomorrow. These guys, I wonder how many names they've sifted through. Now, the, now he said before he wanted a white local no boy. So all these books are just Philadelphia fighters. You know what's bizarre about this is is that this looks like like a bound like hardcover yeah. 
like this is like a this is a list this is like a book of and it's bit like a fighters like bound like this like, a, i would think it would be like it's, a, ring, it's yeah it's ring magazine's fighters almanac really oh yeah. Oh, that's a yeah. real book. I'm, 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 yo, it's a real book. It's got people. It got them listed in there. So he goes through the heavyweight division and he sees, he sees who's a heavyweight contender. That's local and or. But is the book updated not, regularly? Because it's this is this is not a book you can update. This is forever book. <laughs> yeah, I have I have one here. There, I I forget how they updated it. They either they either did it like a quarterly thing, or because don't forget championship. Uh, uh, bouts and and the rankings. I, see, they don't fight every week once they're they're pros or they're they get up rank high enough. I guess I I forget the way it was explained to me. It was it was about thirty five years ago when when it was explained what this book was about. But anyways, uh, I could be wrong, but it, I I believe it to be the Ring Magazine almanac of of fighters. So you can just imagine, you know, you saw how thick it was in the movie and yeah. Philly has always been known as a great fight town, but you know you guys know that. So, and they they in the book they have all weight classes and and the uh, boxer statistics. And, exactly, and, exactly. Hmm. You can Google. You can probably Google Ring Magazine Almanac. Um, I, I'm I'm sure you can, or or something uh, that equivalent to it. I I I don't doubt it. All right, when well, Jay gets on that. <laughs> Uh, I want to ask you, Mike, Yeah. gun to your head, and they said, rank the Rocky movies, your favorite to least favorite. Could you be able to do that? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's it's quite easy. I I, I don't really think it's uh, the hardest thing in the world. Um, I would probably go Rocky 1, Rocky 2, I'd go Balboa, Rocky 3, Rocky 5, Rocky 4, and Creed. There you go. Yeah. You put five before four. Oh my god, definitely. Yeah, four. Four to me is is like an ish wash to me. It's <laughs> okay. So here's here's the thing. The, the guys on Slycast always break my balls about this because they're a little younger and they like Rocky Four. Mm-hmm. Blah blah blah. So do we. Yeah. Well, yeah. Hey, listen, nobody's perfect. Don't worry about it. Uh, the, <laughs> Thanks for calling us young. The, the, but the thing with Rocky Four, it's the farthest. It has nothing to do with Rocky. It's a revenge movie with it's a big music montage of the 80s. You can go back and watch Rocky and you get lost in that decade. But when you see Rocky 4, it's the 80s. And uh, I, there, there, there are just a, a, a few sh- quick problems I have. One. He runs through the mountains, the streams, the trees, up the side of the mountain with the snow, screams Drago. How does he get back to the cabin? <laughs> you didn't see him carrying his snowboard up there with him? No. I mean, tell, tell me this. Riddle me this, Batman. How does he get back? That's one thing I want to know. And the other thing, it, this is the thing that offends me so greatly. When Rocky goes into the ring, and I think Duke helps him take his robe off to fight Drago, Rocky is sucking in his abs and flexing his chest muscles. Rocky would never do that. Sylvester Stallone would show off his body by flexing, but Rocky would never do that. He's there to avenge the death of Apollo, not show off his body. But Stallone was at the height of his ego um, issues, I guess, right? So so I, I, I see that. Uh, but for me, 
that that that's my problem. We don't see with the hat and the coat. Where's the guy that was skidding across the ice? Where's the guy that was telling bad jokes to Adrian, talking to the turtles? You know what I mean? Like this is, I don't know. Didn't have a lot of heart for me. Yeah, he's way too eloquent when he talks. And the books, the books explain that. The books explain that um, why Rocky has gotten smarter. I guess. You know, we um, we when we did our pilot episode of this, we kind of went through our rankings, and we both put Rocky Four as number one. Oh my god! Um, because we we went we went for um, like most enjoy like what you get most enjoyment out of when you watch it, and Rocky Four. We we put a number one for probably the reasons you say those uh, we, other sly cast guys. Yeah, we put one first. It was one we, four two three. It will. I think we both put four one. I don't think so. We have to go back and listen to that. Um, but it's for novelty reasons. Obviously, it's not the best made. It's the sh- shortest yep. one. It jumps the way they jump from from scene to scene, from like the the meeting in Rocky's dining room to the Apollo Creed press conference to. Uh, the fight, right into the fight. There's no training there. From the fight to the funeral, from the funeral to another press conference with Rocky announcing his fight. There's there's hardly any buildup. It's just very choppy. I, but, I, but I the, have the reason. But the fight itself is incredible. Well, the reason I am a big fan of the '80s and I'm a big fan of montages, so I enjoy <laughs> so it. it has everything you want in it. <laughs> Oh, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Obviously. fellas. I fell asleep. Did you guys say something? <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, Rocky won. The first, the original Rocky, is clearly the best movie. But like I said, enjoyment, uh, just, just outrageousness. I, I, don't, I, don't know. I, I think I said this before, but you weren't on the show, so I'm going to say it again. But I think in substance, in plot and substance, Rocky V was better. It was great. But I don't think the execution came off that well. And I think the fight at the end ruined it. You know, the, the thing with Rocky V, there was a lot of things going against it that, that happened. You know, Rocky was supposed to die in Rocky V. And, you know, halfway through filming, they're told by the producer, no, Rocky lives. So now they got to change gears. My problem with Rocky V is Stallone's portrayal of brain damage. To me, it must across more as poor acting you know like he was doing a a spoof of himself as rocky um i i didn't mind the the fight scene i had no problem with the fight scene in the street um i thought it was a about time to let's switch it up rocky's not fighting anymore he's it's a street fight you know the rocky came from street fighting in in a way um rocky rocky four listen i've I've seen all the Rocky movies. The, the The bar for the Rocky movies is about 250 for me. That's the low. So I, so I, I've, I've probably seen Rocky for somewhere around three and a quarter, 300 maybe. Um, uh, but you have to understand, I had no friends, no life, nothing. And it is funny. You go ahead, you can laugh. I laugh at it all the time. But, but. <laughs> But but this, that was my life. And when VCRs came around, holy Christ, all I did was just watch it every day after school. Or, you know, I'd go to the football games on Friday nights, come home, watch the movies over and over and over. And uh, so Rocky Four, even though I goof on it and it is my least favorite, I still love it because I was a senior in high school when I went to see it for the first time. Uh, you know, and there's this great story I have of, uh, when I wrote my book called Cue the Rocky Music, Music, I I had realized all the time I spent with Stallone, I never got a chance to say thank you for the inspiration of Rocky. And, um, 
So in 2008, I began writing a book, uh, Cue the Rocky Music, and, it, and it's largely all about thanking Stallone. So I get the book published and I got to get it to him. So uh, that's not quite as easy as it sounds. So anyways, long story short, Dolph Lundgren gets a hold of the book and he gives the book to Sylvester Stallone. Now, do you think for a minute in 1985 when I was a senior in high school, I was sitting in the theater at the 9 o'clock showing watching... Rocky fight Drago. Do you think at that point I thought Drago was going to hand the book to Rocky that I wrote when I was flunking out of school at the time? Like, it's just incredible. Yeah. It's incredible. You never know where life's going to take you. It is incredible. Well said. Uh, well, that's all I have. I'm ready to wrap up today. You yeah. guys? Good. Got anything else, Mike? No. Nope. Good? You guys nailed it. All right. Uh, you want to remind our listeners about your social media? Yeah, if uh, if anybody wants to uh, chat Rocky, you can look for me on uh, Twitter, uh, uh, Instagram. Uh, it's the the Yo Philly Rocky Film Tour on all other social platforms. You can just type in my name, Mike Kunda. Um, you can Google my website, the Yo Philly Rocky Film Tour, and uh, my email is m. Kunda, K-U-N-D-A 33 at Comcast.net, and I will answer you back. Get one of those 1818 uh, shirts. Oh, my God. I, you got to love these 1818s. I'll tell you what it will do. I'll send you a picture so you can put the, the 1818 shirt on your on your, uh, on your your social media so Zach will know exactly where to find it and, and what it looks like. Perfect. Yeah, I'll get it out uh, the week this airs. Awesome. All right. And as for us, uh, Twitter. At Rocky Minute, we got Facebook, our Rocky Minute page, where we post our episodes, and we have our listeners group, Mighty Mix. Uh, we have an email, RockyMinute at gmail.com, and come to DuelingGenre.com. We're not the only ones over there. There's a ton of material you guys can listen to. And until tomorrow, we're going to spend some more time in uh, Jurgen's office to find out the culmination of Apollo's plan. So stick with us on the next Rocky Minute.